everybody to the broadcast. I am your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and today I have my brother in Christ, but my dear friend, uh, my husband and I absolutely love this guy. We have Justin Cap'n Pro on here. Some of you know Justin, some of you don't. If you do not know Justin, you need to get to know him because he is a truly a man of God and an asset to so many like myself that have ministries and businesses and things like that. I had the honor and privilege of meeting Justin on Periscope, okay? We're gonna do flashback. I think, what, about five years ago, Justin? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, been a while. So back in the day, I met Justin and and God really spoke to me that this is someone that you need in your life that has some tools and some things that you don't have. And I believe in surrounding yourself with the right type of people. So welcome to the broadcast, Justin. Thank you so much, Maggie. I love it. I'm excited to hang out and just uh, chat with you today. We have been uh, through a lot together. We've known each other for a while. It's funny when I think about Periscope and I think about we met on Periscope and I think a lot of people don't realize that Periscope was the first ever live streaming platform. And it's where a lot of us kind of grew up in our social media marketing because this whole live thing was new and we could click a button and sit and talk to each other all over the world. And now it's like live is the world we live in. But it's so funny to think not only have we known each other for that long, but like we started where that live thing kind of grew up. So it's really been a blessing to all of us. But love hanging out with you this morning. Excited to chat. Super happy that you're here, Justin. I love what you said in regards to, uh, you know, grew up on Periscope because, you know, so many times people say, and there are some shallow online relationships. Let's face yeah. it. There are people like, you know, oh, high five. And they just, they love you and they're big fans. But w you and I, as well as your inner circle has cultivated a community. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you, I know that Larissa for sure can attest to this, that yeah. online relationships can be just as important, if not more important than some of your face-to-face -face interactions. Oh, what yeah. would you say to that? Absolutely. You know, it's funny, you know, when I when I first was introduced to Periscope, you know the story, but I'll share it. Uh, when I was first introduced to Periscope, I was only about eight to nine months into having started my business. So I had grown a local business. Um, I had stepped away from corporate. I spent 15 years in corporate business running multi-million dollar businesses, and I decided I wanted to start my own business. And when I first started, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do or what I wanted to specialize in. I just knew I wanted to help people. And I knew I had all this knowledge and information and skills that I had acquired over years of running of running business, big businesses that I wanted to help people apply it to small business. And uh, I, I was growing locally and and uh, I was getting clients from my church and from neighborhood and things that were going on in my town. And I thought I was growing a business. It was slow, but it was methodical, and I thought I was in a good place. And I remember I got introduced to uh, to Periscope, you know, and I said I was about eight months or so into, into having running my business. And it was actually my mom. My mom was in a networking community, and she introduced me to Periscope. And she's like, Justin, she goes, I've been challenged to do a broadcast every single day for the month of February. This was back in 2000 and I think, fifth, no, 16, 2016. And uh, she said, I've been challenged to do a broadcast every single day for the month of uh, February. And she's like, I'd like you to do it with me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. And, and the there's a couple of things that kind of were in me on that one is I had I had already downloaded the Periscope app and I had gone on there and I had dabbled with it a little bit. But from what I saw is what you're talking about is like everything that was there was super shallow. Like the content was shallow. I'm like, it's just, it's just a bunch. All you see is just a bunch of people just sitting there just talking to their phones. I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. There's, there's no value here. It's, it looks like a complete waste of time. And I didn't want to get caught up in all that noise. And so I, I just wasn't really interested in it. But so that was my first impression of Periscope. And then my mom's like, you should do Periscope. I'm like, no, I'm not interested. I've been there. I don't like it. I don't really think this is going to last, which is funny. Um, I'm like, I just, I just don't want to be there. Um, but really what was really going on with me was insecurity. Sure. Uh, I, I was scared of it. I, I didn't know how I, I didn't really want to step out and do something that I was uncomfortable with. It was, it was a nervous thing to put myself out there in front of an audience of people that didn't know me because I was worried about how I was being received at the time. I was, I was a baby. I had no influence. I had no exposure. Nobody knew, knew how I was outside of my hometown. And I'm like, I don't think I want to put myself in that position. And my mom said to me, Justin, you have been presenting in front of people your entire career. Why could you not make a platform like this that gives you access to the whole world work for you? And it was the word presenting that changed my mind. I'm like, all right. And I think I partially I said, all right, because I have a mother that doesn't take no for an answer. And you know my mother. So my, my mother, 
my mother, when she believes God has told her something and told her something to tell me, she doesn't accept no for an answer. And I know this about her. So I'm like, all right, I'll give you a month. I'll give you a month on Periscope. I'll do it. I'm like, but if I do this, I'm not going to do it like what everybody else is doing. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do, do something that's a bit shocking. I'm going to I'm gonna show up in a way that people are like, geez, what's he doing? <laughs> and you remember, you know, you've been with me for a while. I did all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, I mean, people are... Yeah, people are standing there holding their phones like this. And my first broadcast, I showed up, you know, sitting to the side of the screen like this. And I had a flat screen TV behind me with a clicker. And I was doing like presentations with it, which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous now I think about it. But it worked because it was different and it it captured people's attention. So that was that was five years ago. And uh, man, actually almost six years ago. It's that, but that's like that. It was a life changing moment for me because at the time when I started Periscope, 98% of my clientele was local. I had all my business was local. I had about 2% of my clientele that were in some of the outskirts areas of where I live in Michigan. Uh, But it was all in the state of Michigan. Now today, five years later, um, 98% of my clientele is international. 1% is local. And I got client, I, I hit a milestone Actually, February last year, I crossed over 400 clients in seven different countries all over the world. And that's because I started on Periscope It's because Periscope gave me access to the world. But it's it's an amazing it's, it's it's such an incredible journey for me, because that moment where my mom just that one day, my mom called me and said, you should do Periscope. And there were so many that I had so many ways that I could have said no between fear and insecurity. And I'm busy and I don't have time. And I could have said no. But that one yes to try that and do that thing opened the door for so many relationships. I mean, people like Maggie and Larissa and all the people that I'm connected to in my tribe, I have made so many relationships with people that are all over the world. And a large majority of those people are closer to me than my family. I mean, just it's really, really amazing the connections that we've made through a screen. So it's pretty awesome. It's absolutely crazy. And I remember, you know, I, I, the reason I started following you is because you were so bold about your faith and people were talking about Jesus, but real recognizes real. And I'm a very transparent, trans, uh, yeah, I like that transparent person. Uh, and so I was like, wait a minute, he is not holding back and he is not concerned with what others think. He's more, it was obvious. You were more concerned with pleasing the father in your business, in mm-hmm. your presentation than anything else. Mm-hmm. And because you put God first, I believe that that's why he's honored your business and allowed yeah. you to flourish into these other nations. So, you know, I know we've talked about before how sometimes people are like, think that some of us that talk about Jesus over the time is a little over the top. Well, you crazy. Know, what would you say to that? Well, you know, it's I love that you bring that up. And uh, faith, faith is uh, it's a core and a foundation of who I am. I haven't always been that way. And I, I think we could probably all say that we've probably all gone through seasons where our faith got shallow or our faith uh, got rattled. And I've definitely been through those seasons. But man, when I went through through the period of deciding to start my own business, um, the, the Lord really did some work on me to help me really grow in my identity and really figuring out who I was. And one of the things that I did early on in my business is I established my core values. And I'm like, I'm going to establish core values in my business. And these, these, these core values are going to guide every single thing that I do. So my, my core values are faith, family, integrity, commitment to excellence and honesty. And faith was first. And for me, I decided right up front, I'm like, if I'm going to start my business, I am going to have a business that's grounded in faith and I'm not going to have any issue whatsoever declaring the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and anything and everything that I do. And I think for me, it was like it was like a release to be able to do that because I'd spent so many years, almost two decades of working in a corporate environment where faith had to be stifled. Like I had, especially being a leader of hundreds of people, I had to keep that in a in a in a bucket. You know, I had to keep that to the side because it was against policy. And so it was, it was, it was freeing for me to be able to just be that person and just to put that right up front. Um, but I got pushback on that and I was actually really surprised with it because I was, I was excited just to be just to, you know, especially getting into the live environment where I was able to connect to so many people across the world. And I was just, I, I just came out boldly. And one of the things that the Lord really impressed upon me when I started doing lives is I, is I, for lack of a better way to explain it, I felt like I need needed to tithe my marketing. And so the way I looked at it is if I was doing five broadcasts a week, if my five broadcasts 
a week were going to be all about me and all about my business that I need to give one day to the Lord just to talk about him. Amen. So what I so what I started doing was I would broadcast five days a week, Monday through Friday, every morning at eight o'clock, I would do a live broadcast. And then every Saturday morning, I would do what I call a faith scope. And that that Saturday morning faith scope was I would just share something that was on my heart to share with you from the word of the Lord. I'd pick a scripture or a topic and we would just talk about the Lord. And so I would do that every single Saturday. Um, but then as that really those Saturday broadcasts really not only drew drew me to a lot of my tribe, because I had a lot of people that first came to me through those Saturday broadcasts. I'm like, wow, I love that this guy loves the Lord, but he's also a business coach. So then they start they started with the Saturday broadcast and then started coming into my business ones. So a lot of my most incredible relationships were drawn to me through those Saturday broadcasts and then came into the business sense. Um, but then the more I started just I know. I, th I think when you I think when you marinate yourself in the Lord, you, you desire more of it. It's it's like a it's like a it's like a thirst that you, it's like you just need more to get quenched, you know. And so the more I got immersed in teaching the Word of the Lord, um, the more I just started becoming a part of my business content. I was just bringing it up, and I would you know I'd get teaching about <laughs> Lord knows that you've been through them. I mean, I'll be halfway through a broadcast, and I'll just the, the Holy Spirit will hit me, and I'll just start talking about. <laughs> about the lord i'm like i'm sorry y'all this is just who i am when it when whatever goes through you comes out of you it's just it's yeah, just whatever it's just what happens and uh and so i i really just started getting bold about sharing the word of the lord but again because i was new and i didn't have a huge influence and i was growing from ground up um i was still making waves in the marketing world and there was a lot of people that i was getting attention from people that i looked up to people that i had a lot of respect for and then people that were seeing my stuff and seeing my content. And I I had three different people in that first six months period, three different people that I can remember like it was yesterday that I had a ton of respect for that, uh, that I really looked up to. And I would view them kind of as mentors in my life where they kind of, they were ahead of me in the live stream thing. They were ahead of me in business and they were, they were accomplishing things that I wanted to accomplish. And I had three different people reach out to me in three different ways. One was an email and two of them were through direct messaging. And, and basically in so many words, all three of them said almost the same thing. Justin, love what you do, man. You have so much potential. You're really going to grow and thrive in this industry, but we definitely recommend toning down the Jesus stuff. Yeah. Uh, one, one person called it the Jesus stuff. Two people called it the faith stuff. And I was a little rattled by that at first. It was like, really? Like these people are succeeding and these people are where I want to be. And is this going to be a problem for me? And, and I, I had to really soak with the Lord on that one to really, I'm like, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. And I, and I, and I prayed about it and I got quiet with the Lord. I'm like, Lord, am I, am I is it, is it, am I doing too much? Does it, do I need to keep the faith separate or how do I do this? And the Lord spoke clearly to me. <laughs> I won't take you where you don't take me. Amen. And, and I'm like, well, that's all I needed. Justin, say that again. I'm like, I, that's all I needed. So I actually responded to each of those three people. And I said, I'm sorry if you disagree with the way I'm approaching my business, but I firmly believe that God won't take me where I don't take him. So I'm taking him everywhere. And if that's something that you don't like or you don't agree with, then that's your own opinion. But this is how I'm going to do business. And I didn't get a response from any, th any one of those three. And But you know what? I'll tell you this, Maggie is I have been very bold about my faith and very bold about my relationship with the Lord um, all throughout my years in business. But that, that first, that first year really attracted my tribe and the people that were going to become the foundation of my business growth. And um, throughout, I, I mean, I've, I've acquired people in the past few years that are non-Christians, but my first two years, I had a hundred percent all Christian client base, hundred percent. And that was huge to me because it was amazing to be able to get on a coaching call with a client and pray before we get into it. And we could talk about what the Lord's teaching us. And we, if we're working through a problem, we could dig into the scripture and find what the scripture says about it. And that's just, that's who I am as a coach. And, and I've got like, I've got a couple of clients that are Jewish now. And, but, that, but, it, but still every, even the ones that are Jewish recognize my faith they respect my faith and they, and they love working me because of it. And I, I can't tell you the number of people over the years that have told me one of the number one reasons why they hired me is because of my faith and because of my boldness in sharing it. So um, it's, it's, it's who I am.
It's absolutely vital for those of us um, that are in Christ that, you know, we don't, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And when we go taking worldly advice, it mm -hmm. can get us into a lot of trouble. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm not saying that every person out there that is a business person, you know, you, we can't do a hundred percent all the time no. business with Christians, you know, which we want to support our brothers and sisters in Christ. No. But you know, there are some, things that you can, but when you can, you must. But when something as important as the calling on your life, whether it be a business, a ministry, or even, you know, uh, preparing your family, you have got to have someone who hears from the Lord. It's vital. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your foundational core values, it lets everybody know right out the gate what you're about and so forth. But you're, the fruit from your work has been so prevalent mm -hmm. and it's got a sweet sense to it, Justin. Yeah. So Tell us a little bit about some of the things that if someone is wanting to, to get a, a Christian business coach like yourself, mm -hmm. you know, what are some of the things that you stand upon in your business? I know your core values pour in to mm -hmm. your model, your business model, if you will, and the ingredients that you feel are successful for people like me and those watching how to run their business or how to get their ministry focused. Yep. Great question. So, you know, I was thinking about this and I, I get this this question asked to me often, Justin, what is what do you do as a business coach? What actually is a business coach? So what I, in my official title is I'm a branding strategist and I'm a startup business mentor. So branding is my baby. Branding has always been my specialty because I've spent so many years, um, decades, really being in different businesses where branding and marketing was really my thing. I'm a very artistic and creative person. So I'm a designer and I do graphics and I do all that kind of stuff. But I also have a very sound business mind mm -hmm. and I love business. I just, I just love it. So I combine the artistic with the business. So that's kind of what I do. But I really, I, I call myself a startup business mentor because I really have a passion and a heart for the startups. Uh, I have several clients that are beyond startup phase and people that I do coaching with from a higher higher level, but majority of my client base are startups. And I think I have, I think I have a, um, I think I have a heart for startups simply because I can relate to where I was when I started, and you know I had all this information in my head and all this background and skill and stuff that I had acquired over years of just working and and having a career. But when I started my business, one of the number one thing that I was lacking was clarity. I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know what the first right step was. I was trying to sort through all the information that was coming at me to figure out which one is what's the right information and what step do I go from here. So clarity was the first thing. Second thing that I was lacking was a vision. I didn't know what was possible. Like, you know, I wasn't even sure whether I could even make it which that kind of combined with confidence. I was lacking vision and I was also lacking confidence whether I could even succeed in growing my own business. Where could I actually go? What could I actually become? What could I actually do? And how is and how is this even going to be possible for me? And then I was lacking direction. The direction was the last thing. I Not only did I, did I not know what to do, but even if I did know what to do, I wasn't sure what step was the right next step to take. So those four things, clarity, vision, confidence, and direction were something that I really struggled with early on. And so as I worked through those, I didn't have anybody teaching me. I didn't have anybody showing me the way I didn't have anybody giving me that direction. So a lot of majority really of what I did to get my business off the ground was because I, I had to roll up my sleeves and figure it out for myself. And I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I did a lot of stuff wrong, but man, I did some stuff right. And I did some stuff right because the Lord, one of the things that I've always been very sensitive to, and I think I just, I so appreciate this about the Lord is I've always been very sensitive to the prompting of the Lord and the Lord prompts me often with ideas and combining that with just my, <laughs> my personality, I'm a doer. I'm the type that, you know, there's a great quote. I can't remember. It's the founder of Virgin. Virgin Enterprises, uh, I forget his name, but he says, entrepreneurs are people who jump off a cliff and build an airplane on the way down. That's very much how I am. I, I, I'm, I'm the type that's like, I got an idea. Let's just go try it. And then my wife is the one that's like, are you sure? Um, well, how are we going to do that? I'm like, I don't know, but we're going to figure it out. And so I would just go. So the Lord would prompt me with an idea and then I would just go and I would just see what would happen with it. So I, I learned a lot by trial and error. Uh, I learned a lot by making mistakes. I think some of the greatest lessons that we all learn in our lives are things that we screw up and do wrong, and we have to learn from those. Um, I've learned way more from my mistakes than I have from my successes, but I take all of that 
and I and I now package it in for my clients to help them shorten their learning curve. So basically to answer your question, what I do as a business coach is when my mission is to find people every day, my mission is relationships to find people and build relationships with people that have a gift, that have an idea, that have a passion, that have a desire to do something they've never done, to take something that they have that they're passionate about and help them structure that and bring it to life. My my tagline for my business is you have a gift, let's bring it to life. And so that's what I do. So I start with my clients by giving them clarity, first of all, on what's possible for you. What, what do you, what, you know, if you were to take this idea, this was what could become of it. This is how it would unfold. This is how it would be built. This is what steps you would take for that. Then I give them a vision for long-term. The Bible says without a vision, people perish. I believe that directly about applies to business as well. I think if people lack a vision for where they're going in their business, they'll never make it. Because And a lot of people don't. A lot of people just, you ask them, you know, what's your vision? What's your goal? What's your desire? And they're like, I don't know. Just trying to get through today, you know? And I'm like, if, you're, if your goal, <clears throat> excuse me, if your goal and mission and vision every single day is just to get to today, you'll always be just getting through today. Yep, and so right. that, that vision is so important. But then confidence has to come into that. Uh, one of the things that I tell my clients is that, Clarity brings confidence. A lot of people lack confidence in what they're trying to do because they lack clarity in how to do it or they lack clarity in why it's necessary. So I believe clarity will bring confidence. Clarity plus confidence will get you clients. That's and right. I think that confidence piece is so important because what I try to do is I help people not, not, I think confidence can be misconstrued. I think people think of confidence as, flamboyance or being an extrovert or being a great speaker or someone who presents themselves right. well. That's then that, I mean, that's a portion of that is confidence. But the way I look at confidence is being confident in who God made you that's right. and being confident in what his purpose and plan is for your life. And that's where I was when I started because there was a lot of insecurities, man. I was, I had so many questions about what am I doing and will I, will I make it? And, where do I go from here and how do I pay the bills and all the, all those different things. But I was confident in my gifting and I was confident that the Lord had positioned me for such a time as this and that I needed to do my very best with what I have to work with right now. And so that confidence, what that does is when you, when you, when you are confident in who God made you and you are confident in his plan and purpose for your life, what happens is you become believable. And that's what I was. I was believable. And I think probably everybody that connected with me early on that became great friends, great relationships, and then eventually great clients would tell me that they believed in my message because I had a conviction about the way I would teach. And I still do. I have a conviction. I, I, I don't I don't teach something unless I absolutely believe it. Like you're never going to hear me share anything halfway. That's why one of my core values is a commitment to excellence because I want people to, every experience you have with me, I want people to be like, yeah, that was so good. Like, I want to come back and hear that again. You know, my mission every single day is to get people thinking differently, acting differently, and believing differently than they would have if they had not otherwise had an experience with me. So that, to me, that requires speaking with conviction. And you can't speak with conviction if you're not confident in your message. So confidence is super important. And the last thing is direction. And um, direction for me, I think, is something where, I want to I want to help people break through the noise and the confusion that this world likes to throw at you. And I think a lot of people get stuck there because there's so much inf so much information, there's so much to sort through. People are just like can can I just can you just give me a next step? So for me the way you know this about me, my you know, I always keep you ground floor. This is where we're at. Yeah, this is big picture. This is where we're going, but this is what I need you to do today, Maggie. This is what I need you to do. <laughs> this week, Maggie. And I try to keep you out of the weeds and focused on your now. So those four things are huge. I think clarity, vision, confidence, and direction. If you can, if you can accomplish those things for people that you work with or work for, or if you can accomplish those things in yourself, it'll, it'll make a dramatic difference in whatever it is that you're trying to pursue. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. And I hope that you guys are taking notes. And if you're not taking notes, you need to watch this on the replay. You need to jot those down and you need to ask yourself, 
are these things that I'm currently doing in my mission and vision that God's called me to do, whether you are called to be a mama at home, caring for your kids, you know, people perish without vision. I mean, the scripture is true. I I always encourage people to have their personal mission statement. You know, Justin, you know, I teach a lot of young people and uh, they come out of my classes with a vision statement. It's a requirement. I love that. I think I love that. Yeah. That, I mean, they're required to listen to John Maxwell. They're required to analyze how they're going to apply things to their life. And mm-hmm. then by the end of, and it's a public speaking class, but by the end yeah. of it, they know who they are in Christ. They know, yeah, listen, their mission may change. It can mm-hmm. change. Oh yeah, absolutely. It can. And yep. so forth. But I always challenge them to have a vision statement to boot uh, just a little bit, almost seeming like it's unattainable almost that, that is going to take them so they don't stay in that same place. Mm-hmm. And these are valuable things that I wish someone would have taught me when I was a kid. Exactly right. See, I got four kids. You know, my four kids, they're all growing up. They all have birthdays every year. But um, my kids are now 16, 14, 12 and nine. And. <laughs> You know, being a being a father of four, and and especially getting the kids in high school age, I, I've got a I've got a, a broader realization now than I ever did about about how how much our school system lacks in really helping kids become what they're designed to be. Like yeah. it's so suffocating. Nobody like I mean I remember when I was in high school, nobody like nobody helped me identify my gifting nobody helped me identify or come up with ideas for what's possible with me i mean they basically just package the curriculum this is what you're supposed to do get this many credits get this many grades and you can go on to you can go on to college and you can become you know a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher or or a school whatever or a bus driver and it's just the, the the options are generic but nobody's like i mean for me nobody helped me brainstorm what could i really be Sure. And and what's really possible out there? I, I mean, I'm I'm having I've been having a conversation with my son Colton, who's my youngest, and um, <laughs> and he's you know obviously he's too young to have any clue what he might want to be when he's older. But I was talking to him recently, and one of the things that Colton has always loved since he was little is he loves destroying stuff. Like he's the type like my oldest son Ethan. Ethan <laughs> loves putting things together. He's always loved Legos, but he never liked the generic Legos. He liked Lego architecture. Like he likes building these massive structures and he's very meticulous and he wants to be an engineer and that's just how his brain works. And so he would build these amazing structures out of Legos. And then my youngest son, Colton wants to destroy it. Can I, can I smash that thing? Like Colton just wants to destroy anything he's ever had. He wants to break it. And so I was talking to him. I said, Colton, did you know something? He's like, yeah, daddy. I said, did you know that there are actually people in the world that are professional demolition experts that they work with explosives and wrecking balls where people will pay you a lot of money to be really good at taking a building that needs to come down and setting explosives and blowing that thing up. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. So we looked up some YouTube videos and I'm showing, but he's, what does he got? He's got a vision all of a sudden for what's actually possible. I'm like, when we get you into high school, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to um, dig into that a little bit, but I'm like, but that's a, that's a simple example. But I'm like, people, I think, I think when people get a vision for what they could actually do and what's actually possible, it's amazing to see their eyes open up. And that's one of the reasons why I love my job so much because a huge portion of the time I spent work, I spend working every single day and every single week is I meet new people that are that were inspired by a video or inspired by a podcast or they saw this replay and they reach out to me and we get some time on the phone i'm like tell me about you what are you passionate about what gift do you have what idea you have and then usually it starts like this like well you know it's it's kind of you know you probably not heard this before i'm like i've heard everything i'll try it and 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 people have a little inhibition sometimes about telling me about their idea and i'm like usually what happens is they tell me and the Lord has given me a gift of vision. I'm a visionary. So you give me a little something and it just expands because I'm a creative and you give me something. And I'm like, do you realize what you could do? Like you could do this and you can create this and you could build it into this. And this is what you could actually become. And do you realize that? And, and the, the energy shift where people are like, Wow. They're like, it's like you're inside my brain and you're telling me the things that I've been thinking for years. I'm like, it's because that's what the Lord's been telling you for years. And he's just using me as a vessel to confirm it. And so 
uh, I think that vision is so is so powerful. I'm thinking if there's one thing I would tell people today, don't be afraid of the vision that God has given you. That's right. Don't be afraid of it because I think people I think people have dreams and they have desires and they have visions and I think the Lord is feeding them those things. And there's people that are watching this right now, whether you're on replay or whether you're on the TV or wherever you're watching this, I think the Lord has given you something. He's given you a little nugget, but the Lord never shows us the whole path. Right. He shows us the first step. Yeah. And most, I mean, it wouldn't be nice. Wouldn't be nice if, if God worked like Google or where you could get an idea and be like, oh, let me Google it. Lord, how is 2021 going to go for us this year? Can you just <laughs> tell me what I need to do? And you can just get the whole plan. That's not how God works. He's like, he's like, I'm not giving you the whole plan, child. I'm giving yeah. you the first step. And I want you to trust me by taking that first step. And when you meet me there, I'm going to show you that next step. And I think a lot of people are just so afraid of the unknown and the what ifs and the whys and the hows and all the things that come along with that, that they're like, well, I'm just going to wait mm. and I'm just going to wait and I'm just going to wait. And then, I mean, I, I firmly believe this, Maggie. I, I, I think the Lord gives us assignments. I, th- I believe every single one of us have an assignment on our life today. I think every one of us have an assignment for what we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do because the Lord has a plan to prosper us and not to harm us, but he also has a plan for things that need to be done. And I think I think the Lord looks into each one of us and he's like, I've equipped you with this ability. I've equipped you with this resolve. I've equipped you with this level of knowledge. I've equipped you with this experience. I'm going to give this assignment to you and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to entrust you with that one. But then he also gives us free will, and it's up to us to accept that assignment and take right. the steps that he needs us to take. But I believe also that the Lord gives us assignments, but I think he also takes them away. Because there's a there's another great quote, I can't remember whose quote this is, but it says, the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. Mm. And I think oftentimes the Lord will give someone a vision, or give them a gift, or give them an assignment. But I think if you sit on that thing too long, the Lord's going to take it away and give it to someone else because your unwillingness to move it is not going to cause the Lord's plan not to happen. He's like, all right, if you're not going to take this, I'm going to get, let somebody else handle it. And so I just, I encourage people today that are listening to this. If you have a vision, if you have an idea, if you have something that you've been thinking about and the Lord's been prompting you about it, take a step, just one step towards it. And just to see what the Lord, how the Lord meets you, and I, th- I think you're going to be surprised to see that he's going to show up and give you another step to take. And and I, I'm telling you what, man, there's so many things that have happened in my life in the past several years of doing this where I'm like, I look back and I think man, the Lord prompted me right there. And I could have just, I mean, I'm going to, sh- Maggie, I'm going to talk about my inner circle real quick. So I just want to yeah, talk about it. Yes, absolutely. Gonna, I love my sisters on there. This was this was the end of 2016, right? So 2016, the very beginning of it is when we started live streaming, and I and I met the world. The world was introduced to Justin Cap and Pro. I didn't even really know who I was at the time or what the heck I was doing, but it was it was a big year. It was it was the hardest year of my life, personally, professionally, spiritually, financially, you name it. It was the hardest year of my life for a variety of reasons. But it was also such an impactful and influential year. I tried things. I created things. I screwed stuff up. I did things right. It was just so much that that year taught me about myself. And I got to the end of the year, and I had had some big wins. And it really what it for me was, I mean, I was like, Lord, I, I've made it through my first year in business. And, I and got- I'm like, and I was, I was so thankful for just the fact that I had survived a year and I'm like, but I remember I felt restless. I felt super, super restless. And I would tell you this, anybody who's taking notes, I'd love for you to write this down that you need to pay attention to your restlessness. Cause oftentimes it's God's way of redirecting you. And that's where I was at. And I felt just super restless and it wasn't ungrateful. It was just restless. And I remember talking to my wife and I'm like, She's like, I, I can. She's like, what's up with you? I can just tell you, you're, 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 you're not, you're not with me. I think we were having dinner, if I recall. She's like, I just wasn't there. We we're talking, but I just what? She's like, what's up with you? I'm like, I'm restless. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I just feel like there's something else I need to be doing. I don't even know what it is. I just feel like something's missing. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. And of course, my wife, being my wife, she's like, well, why don't we get quiet with the Lord and pray about it? Imagine that. Well, let's pray about it. 
So I remember we grabbed each other's hands. We were sitting at the table and I'm like, and I just got quiet with the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm so thankful for, for where you've taken us in this journey of being self-employed and for the people that I've connected to and for the things you've taught me and shown me and all the things we've been through, the good, the bad, the bad, the ugly, it's all refining me and making me who I need to be. I'm like, but I just feel restless. I feel like there's something else I need to be doing and I don't know what that is. But if there's something else, some other step I need to take, we just make that clear to me because I, I just I just don't know what to do, but I feel like there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. And then we just got quiet with the Lord. And I remember I was holding Courtney's hands and the Lord, it was like the Lord tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, do an inner circle. And I'd never thought of that word before. I never even, I didn't know what it was. And I remember it was like, it was so clear to me. It was almost audible. I remember I let go of Courtney's hand and said, I need to do an inner circle. And she's like, what's an inner circle? I'm like, <laughs> It's like a group. It's like a it's like a group of people that you like you you you're close. I couldn't even explain it. She's like, okay, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, but I'm gonna go tell Periscope. And I got her right up from the table and grabbed my phone and went into my office. And I, some people watching this will probably remember this broadcast. I threw my camera up and I went live. I said huge announcement and, and went live and people are coming all in. And I'm like, y'all listen, I'm so excited. <laughs> that the Lord just gave me a prompting, gave me an idea that I'm going to create an inner circle. And this is going to be a faith-based community. And I knew that right off the bat. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to be a faith-based community of entrepreneurs where I'm going to bring us together and we're going to work intimately and closely together on a level that I don't work with anybody else. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be small. It's only going to be a certain number of people allowed in this thing. I'm like, if you want more information about my inner circle, go ahead and email me. I gave my email, super excited about it more to come. And I hung up the broadcast. It was like a three minute broadcast. <laughs> and uh, I hung it up and I come out of my office and Courtney's like, did you just go announce that? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know, but I'm going to, but I remember it was the first week in November. I said, I have no idea, but I'm going to launch it on black Friday. She's like, that's in four weeks. I said, I know. She, I said, I said, I got to figure it out, but I believe this is from the Lord. And for the next four weeks, I researched everything that I could possibly find. And this is what's funny, is I researched everything I could possibly find about other people that had created inner circles. And there was nothing like the vision that the Lord had given me. Right. Nothing. And I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know how to create this thing. I, I don't, I don't know what needs to go in it. I just, I feel like it, I just got to draw these people together and I feel like I need to just step back and let the Lord lead it. And that was super scary to me because I like being in control. I like <laughs> having a plan. I don't like uncertainty. Um, but I but I launched that inner circle. I started out with 20 people. I maxed it at 20 people. I said, I'm going to take 20 people. We're going to start this out. We're going to kick it off January, 2017. I launched it. I filled all 20 spots and... Um, that first year we grew from 20 to, I think 28 people throughout the year. Now I have 42 people in that inner circle and we're going on our, what, 2007, we're going on our fourth year this year. That circle has been the most, life. It, it's just been amazing and life changing. It's, and it's been life changing. I think for the people that are in it, my Maggie's in, been in the inner circle for, I don't know how many years, three years, maybe, um, yeah. Half, yeah, like yeah and I'm like, it's just, it's been such an incredible community, and and it's completely changed my world. But it's also been such a foundation for my business. It's such a stability and such a support system. It's a support system. It's a stability. It's just it's, there's so much about that thing that's been amazing. But um, but that but that inner circle was a prompting. It was a prompting for the Lord. In a moment where the Lord said, do an inner circle. And I didn't sit there and be like, well, how would I do that? You know, <laughs> maybe I need to do some research on that. Maybe I, I mean there's there's power in action, y'all. Faith is a verb. Like when the Lord gives you something, I when the Lord prompts you, for all you guys that are watching this, for those guys that are live, and those guys that are watching this across wherever this video goes, when the Lord prompts you with an idea, I dare you to move on it immediately. Like I, I challenge you and I dare you because there's, I mean, when you activate your faith, something happens yeah. and it, it will, it will change your life. Cause I, th I think, I think there's so many people that are praying and praying and praying for something, for some kind of breakthrough in their world. 
and the Lord gives them a step, and it's not what they thought it was going to be. It doesn't look like what they thought it was going to look like. The blessing didn't come the way you thought it was going to come. And because it doesn't look like what you thought it was going to look like, you sit on it. Right. And you wait. <laughs> and you keep praying, Lord, we're still waiting on that breakthrough. We're still waiting on that thing. So, you know, we need you to show up for this. And I, sometimes I wonder if the Lord's like, I already told you what to do. I already gave you your assignment. You show me that you're willing to move your feet. And I'll meet you with your next one. Don't ask God to guide your footsteps if you're not willing to move your feet. You got to get up and move your feet. So I challenge you the next time the Lord prompts you with something, and maybe some of you guys are already prompted today to do something, I challenge you to get up and move your feet and just watch what the Lord does with it, man. Amen. Faith is action. You know, we have to, we cannot sit on that. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, I've known Justin for years. I've seen his first, you know, couple of broadcasts. And, 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 but it took me a while before I could, fully get there because I lack direction and clarity on my giftings because I'm a woman that I do a lot of different things. And I was so knee deep. I remember wanting to get into the inner circle that first year. And I think I came in the second year. Yeah. And, and I remember thinking to myself, I don't have the time. And the Lord really dealt with me about my time. He said, you know, you you make your calendar. I remember sitting at my calendar, just kind of like wanting to weep, going, I can't do this. And he's like, you're the one that does your calendar. Right. Yeah, your nobody calendar. else is writing that thing for you. And so I started getting my priorities straight. And and I'll tell you what, that inner circle has been a huge blessing. I mean, it is a great faith-based Christ. It's not just faith-based, it's Christ-centered. And yeah. there's a difference between there a bunch of together yep. and then putting Christ in the center and saying, I will stand with you. And so it is just, it's been remarkable. I'm so thankful that you were obedient. And, you know, I kept thinking while you were talking about the scripture where it talks about be faithful in the little and the increase comes. And yeah. Think, oh, well, you know, it's money or whatever. I'm going to tithe a little bit and I'm going to get a breakthrough. You know, listen, life is no drive through breakthrough. You've got to go through yeah. it. And everything that you've gone through, God can use the good, yep. the bad, the ugly. Yes. I'm into that. You know, I'm talking with my teens and the different people that I work with. I'm like, listen, you have to understand some of your greatest trials are going to be the area that God gives you the authority and the tr be able to triumph in those mm -hmm. areas to help other people. And, mm -hmm. you know, I connected. I, I could, we could go on for hours yeah. just. Good. Obviously, we're both passionate about Jesus, and we're yep. passionate about people walking in their calling. Yep. But I will say this: uh, whenever I connected with you, Justin, is because you had been down a road I had been down. I spent 15 years in corporate world, in corporate America. I worked for you know very the largest auto insurance company in the United States, doing uh, ministry, which you know. You want to you talk about wanting to cause some pressure in a career. You start having Bible study on Wednesday and prayer on Monday and praying for the leaders uh, and, and going all the way up to the chairman's circle on doing national day of prayer events on campus. You know, I was climbing the corporate ladder, but my ladder was on the wrong building. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember being in that place where you were talking about where people are like, you know, I was scared to step out mm -hmm. to do what God had called me to do. So if that's you today and you're thinking, I, you know, I know I've got the security thing and God's asking me to do this. I encourage you to fast, pray, do whatever you got to do. Justin broadcasts on a regular basis. Tell them how often you broadcast for those yep. that want to, you know, watch. And, and, and I'm, listen, I'm telling you, I don't have anybody on this show that I don't believe in. Okay. Mm -hmm. I personally, out of all of my interviews in the last, you know, over a year, I've been doing these now and I have personally known 95% of them. And then other 5% that I have not known, I watch and test their fruit, but I mm -hmm. can talk, I can, I can testify to the integrity of this coach. If it wasn't for him and Lisa hooks, I probably wouldn't be doing half the things that God called me to do. I have the confidence in him, mm -hmm. but I was having a hard time maneuvering it because mm -hmm. I'm one of those busy people. So yep. I would Justin and say, take all my craziness. Yeah. You said you've told me multiple times, Justin, I got a lot of hats. I'm wearing a lot of hats and I need to sort through them and figure out which ones I need to keep wearing and which ones need to go away. Yep. And we've had a conversation, a lot of conversations about your hats, Maggie. Yes, lots of hats. And then finally we recognized a couple of years ago that they were keys. Hence mm -hmm. his, his, his Here we are with keys. Yep. Keys. And if you go to keys to your you will see there are multiple keys that the Lord has had me done because you know you've got to be obedient and there are time to season for everything. And so if Justin would have instead of when he left corporate America, if he would have went back to another corporate job and another leadership, which you know, large money, six figures, doing you know, living the dream and all of that, he would not be able to freely be able to talk about Jesus. I could not freely, I was 
so much warfare and I was on the target, you know, I mean, literally, you know, I was, I went from being on a leadership track to she's going to be a problem child, you know, and of course the Lord intervened and got me out of there. You know, he, he used my circumstances, which many times our circumstances come in. And if it hadn't been for my health issues, I probably would have sat there for much longer. And now I'm able to do what I'm called yep. to do. Why? Yep. I was yep. obedient to what God said. I found the right like-minded kind of people that are Christ-centered that will yep. pray for you, stand with you, and 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 listen to the, what the Spirit of God is saying and come in agreement with you. And that's what the inner circle is. That's what Justin does. And so when you're thinking about people out there and you're, you know, and I get this all the time because I've, you know, my background is in Christian counseling and a lot of people would be like, well, you know, do it all for the glory of God. That's great in theory. But you know what? Everybody's got electric bills. Everybody's got car payments and all of that. Mm -hmm. So you build up a business. You know, people value what they pay for. And yeah. I cannot tell you what an asset Justin and, and his beautiful wife and family has mm -hmm. been to us. So I encourage you to go to JustinCapinPro.com. Subscribe. He has an app. Okay. So if you're thinking yep. to yourself, I can't afford a business coach. I don't have any money for that. Go download his app. Start looking at his free resources. God will provide. You be faithful in your calling and God will provide for you to go deeper into the things. And so Justin, if I was to ask you, what is a key that you would like to leave them with? And I know we got well, a whole key cha chain, got a whole yeah. key keys, but you know, what is it? Do you feel like today that the Lord would have you say to the audience watching? Well, I knew you were going to ask me that question and I actually wrote down one of my favorite quotes, but that's, that's not what I'm going to give you today because it's something else. Um, something that I learned Something that I learned, and it took me a while to learn it by being in my own business, is that um, let me let me give you a, a little backstory on this. And I know we got to got to roll, Maggie. But one of the things that a lot of people don't know about me is that I am actually very much introverted. Uh, I don't I don't like being the face on the camera. I don't like naturally. I don't like being uh, the life of the party. Uh, I, I like quiet. My favorite thing to do in the world is to be in my living room with my wife watching a movie and having the house be silent. That's like one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, I'm very much an introvert. And from a young age, I was always terrified of speaking in public. I had a terrifying, paralyzing fear of speaking in public. From, from a young age into high school, I remember the first time I had to do a presentation in front of a class in high school. And I had to create a poster and I had to get up in front of the class. And I remember get up and completely freezing and the classroom laughing at me because I could not get words out of my mouth. I dealt with that all the way through college and even into my career. My career early on was, was jobs that I could be in an office by myself, designing, creating, doing things like that. And then it wasn't until into my, into my mid-20s that I took over my first leadership position and worked for a man named Donnie Sanchez, who was one of the best bosses I ever had in my world. And uh, he hired me to take over a leadership position where I had a team of a little over 60 people that were going to work for me. And the day after I accepted the job, he came and met with me and he sat down and he was telling me about some of the things that I need to be planning for and thinking about in this position. And one of the things he was planning for, he said, Justin, you need to give a, a state of the business with your um with your team and basically tell them like the upcoming goals for the year and what you need, what you're planning on and what's your, what some of your initiatives you're going to roll out. And he's basically telling me all these things I need to do. Like, it's no big deal. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, so this is something that I actually have to like get in front of them and present <laughs> this. And he's like, yeah. I said, Donnie, I can't do that. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I just, I really struggle to speak in front of people and to articulate my thoughts in front of people. I said, I can't do that. And he said to me, Justin, this is not this this job is not a buffet. You don't get to pick and choose what you want and then leave the rest on the table. You either want this job or you don't. You either accept this job or you don't. And if you do accept it, you accept all aspects of it. Do you want this job? I'm like, yeah, I want this job. He's like, well, then you're going to get over that fear of speaking in public. I'm like, I'm going to need you to help me. And so he helped me for the next three months. Now, his idea of helping me was not my idea of how he was going to help me. I thought we were going to sit in an office together by ourselves, and he was going to teach me how to be a great speaker. His idea of helping me was to call together all my peers in our market and in our district and say, Justin's going to present our marketing plan in front of them. And he's like, I'm going to throw you out there and make you get used to it. And it was, it was hard. It was tough love, but he formed me into a great speaker really quickly and taught me how to get over that fear. And now this is what I do. 
This is my world. My world is being able to get up in front of people on camera or in a or in a conference or in a group or in a inner circle and being able to take the ideas and the thoughts that God has given me and and clearly communicate them to people. And so the key that I want to leave, I had to set that up. The key that I want to leave with people is I want you to recognize that oftentimes, if not almost always, your greatest fears are in direct relation to the greatest calling on your life. And I think that's because the Lord has a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and give you a future. But Satan is coming after your dreams. Satan is coming after your goal. Satan's coming after that vision. And he's going to do anything and everything he can to shut you up and shut you down. So when you have a desire in your life, you have a dream in your life, and there's something that you want to do, but you're terrified for a reason, that fear is almost always in direct relation to the greatest calling on your life. And just imagine if I had never developed the ability to speak in public, I wouldn't be. I mean, the the ripples that I've created on this planet and the the lives that I've changed and the stuff that I've been able to accomplish through the Lord working through me is, is something that I would have never been able to experience if I'd allowed Satan to shut me up at a young age. So that's the key that I would leave you, Maggie. That's a major key because so many people do operate in a spirit of fear. And, and I'm a firm believer that even when we're writing out our mission statements, so if we take our past mistakes, you know, where we've been, you know, the things that have intimidated us, the things that the enemy used and along with our core values and formulate that and really take a look at who we are, then that's when we can really say, okay, God, here I am, send me, have your way. And we can, you know, set aside because it's not about us. It's about him and about walking in the gifting and calling. And I just want to put in a plug here because I, you know, I'm looking here a while ago when you're talking about your branding, when it comes to branding, Justin's your guy. I'm just saying, even if you're like, you don't want a coach. Okay. You just need a website or whatever. You go look at my websites. Justin has done both of them. He's done a great job. He's done this logo. Uh, both are moving forward ministries logo in our keys, your best life. Uh, the actual, intro and outro I contribute to uh, and Kevin Scott Coyer who is the um, uh, producer of Creative Stream. He has put that together. He's taken Justin's work and, and put it in live action for mm -hmm. the Keys to Your Best Life broadcast that airs on Roku on the Creative Stream network. So, mm -hmm. And then of course the music is the, my gifted and talented brother. So mm -hmm. I believe that God will pitch you at the right place at the right time with the right people to fulfill your call. And I want to thank you. I want you, if you're watching this on Facebook, Periscope, wherever you're watching it, send it out to your friends. If you're watching this on Creative Stream, thank you. Uh, this is an amazing network and I'm proud to be a part of it. And God bless you guys. Justin, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, guys. Loved it. Loved hanging out with you. Appreciate y'all spending your time and attention. We both realize that you guys have options for where you spend your time. So we super appreciate you spending your time with us today. All right. Absolutely. Go check out his website. Watch the broadcast. We'll see you next time. God bless.